Hello you. How are we doing? What's it like being you today? Um, I'm uh, easing gently into work again after the break of the summer. Trying to do it gently rather than rushing and getting all the things done all at once because then I'll just end up grumpy with a headache. Um, this weekend was an interesting experience actually so I thought I'd uh, share a little bit about that. I did an Instagram short recently about connection and loneliness and it seems to have done quite well as in people are interested in it so I thought I'd explore that theme a little bit more in the context of a story from the weekend. So, here we go. Uh, I had a lovely weekend actually, I went camping, wild camping pretty much, with a bunch of new friends, uh, new place, new people. Uh, out on the edge with just uh, just a tent and not much more really. Little camping stove, no showers, compost toilet. Really fun. A real privilege to get to know some new people. Um, for some reason, the the stress of the situation, the um, my own stuff going on in my own little world, contributed to this sense of. Um, well, at one point I spent the we uh, a, a bit of a time, <laughs> a lot of time, with two parts within me that were at war now when I talk about parts I just mean different competing motivations or um, characters moods within oneself and I noticed how the two were in opposition on the one hand I had this kind of let's call him the inner child so this is kind of young playful fun just wants to hug and play with the boys and girls and just just innocent just wants to be yeah, what's be the centre of attention, likes to show off, likes to play, loves to get to know people and make friends and experience things and just, just be a child, you know, an outgoing kind of, yeah, an, an extrovert child, I suppose. And on the other side was my inner judge, which I may have spoken about before and called him the inner critic. I'm calling him the inner judge now because that is what this person is. So a critic, I would say, just points out things that are deficient or wrong or could be improving or that are broken and criticizes things and maybe he's a little bit skeptical or cynical that's one thing and i've got one of them and maybe you can relate to the inner critic but there's also this much more stronger powerful overruling character within me at least or people like me called the inner judge and the inner judge kind of has veto over everything it's kind of like almost as if they believe that they they have the final say on everything they cast verdicts and it's been here all my life, generally notices things and people and how they fit with my value system, my beliefs and my principles and what I think is is right, which is a little bit of a blind spot for me. And this this judge kind of puts people into categories of approved, unapproved. And it's as simple as that. It's a real black and white, bang of the gavel type thing. Quite a, quite a binary, um, what's the word, myopic worldview, this inner judge. Very strong, very outspoken. Uh, judgmental and um, yeah really kind of gives me a hard time sometimes and I noticed that the two were in kind of opposition to one another and this happens in new situations and this new situation this weekend new people new rules um, created some tension within me around that um, so yeah that was tricky on the one hand it was like yeah let's, let's get in, in thick in amongst it all these people and let's have some fun and the inner judge is going well, the, the inner judge kind of, I think, was fueled by something I've struggled with for a while, which is I'm, I'm very kind of, 
I said socially focused, noticing the group. And I find group dynamics terribly confusing sometimes. And I find human beings are confusing, right? But um, I'd say generally, uh, when I, it, I'm with a group, I can get annoyed by things like, I don't know, when, when a group can't make its own mind up, you know? When a group just has group thinking, it's like there's no consensus and it's kind of disorganized and no one knows where they're going or what they're doing. And it's all kind of, it's a bit free flowing and it's not very clear and there's not much boundaries and the judge hates this. The judge flips out when this happens. So the judge was having a tough time with that. Whereas the kid was just like, yeah, let's go swimming. Let's hug. Let's play a game. You know? And they both wanted very different things. And they were kind of tearing me in two different directions. So that was what was going on this weekend. And then there's this kind of tertiary thing behind all that. This is the kind of feeling bad for feeling bad. And I've spoken about this before, I'm sure, on the podcast. Which is, I think this is the root of most... Mental anguish, mental health, most dissatisfaction within us sometimes is where we have these feelings and reactions and emotions. But then on top of that, we judge ourselves for having them. Like we have some sort of control, like we shouldn't feel this way or we shouldn't have that thought. Um, but of course, we don't choose our thoughts and feelings. We can have some sort of degree of agency or responsibility once they appear, perhaps. Not sure or not, still making my mind up, but... We certainly don't get to choose them. And so to have a reaction like, oh, you shouldn't be judging these people. That's wrong. That's bad. Stop doing it. That's kind of the worst thing one can do for strong feelings is to kind of smother them and resist them. It just fans the flames and makes it worse, at least in my experience. So there was all that going on. And then there was, um, there's a connection I'd like to make with a useful article that I'll share in the show, in the notes for this episode, which was shared by my good friend, Anya Pierce absolutely wonderful human being full of wisdom and insight and she shared a lovely art uh, podcast about um loneliness i should put a link to that in as well that podcast and this comes back to the post i shared about loneliness on instagram which is um how do we say this okay just let's clear get my thoughts clear before going to this because i'd like to get it right because it is quite significant it's all about attachment styles and how they play out when we are with individuals and groups and what it was uh this podcast was asserting was the idea that if you have feelings of disconnection and loneliness that can amplify the experience of rejection to the point where you're actually seeing rejection where it might not be there it could be something else so if you're feeling low and isolated and away from people which I'll be honest, it's in, it's, it's a feature of my life as a, as a single person who's come out of a long-term relationship. I'm noticing feelings of, yeah, aloneness and disconnection and loneliness and all these sort of things. And if after you have a period of this, a prolonged period of um, not, not being with other people or at least being in some kind of intimacy, intimate connection with other human beings, it creates a bias for rejection, especially if you've got a an attachment style, like an avoidant attachment style or an anxious attachment style where one is prone to noticing rejection from the group or individuals. And anyway, so yeah, the aloneness exacerbates that, so you may see rejection where it's not there. And of course, that was all playing into the, the child and the judge for me when you're in a new group of people and there are friendships already there and there are already deep connections there and you can sort of, it can play into this whole narrative around being an outsider and not fitting in and um, you know, being excluded from conversations and it can get kind of toxic after a while and the judge notices all this and the kid feels 
the inner child feels hurt and the parts start reacting and playing up and all this was going on within me at the time in a kind of I'd say not severe but a kind of a mild to medium <laughs> a medium rare kind of uh, meltdown inside um, that became quite distracting at points but yeah I found that really interesting that um, yeah loneliness can create feelings uh, can create an extra sensitivity to rejection that may not be there you know this could be as simple as I don't know uh, you've got a friend and you phone them and they don't phone you back the same day you know or send me text messages or emails or or just you try and engage in conversation with someone out in the world and you've had you, you're feeling a little bit lonely and you're looking for you know just a chat a bit of friendliness whatever and People cut it short or they don't want to go deep with conversation. They just want to talk about the weather or just move on and get on with their day and not be distracted or whatnot. You know, a million reasons why they might not want to talk like that. That will then come across as rejection. And that's certainly been my experience when I felt that. Interpreting it as rejection. And then, of course, when you are fed rejection, depending on your attachment style, which is a, a, a relationship emotional theory, there's plenty about it. I won't go into it here. It's, it's well-travelled territory, I think. Um, yeah, that can trigger all sorts of funny defensive defence strategies in us when we feel rejected and we feel, I don't know, weak and vulnerable, perhaps. You know, it can, it can dial up the shyness if you're a shy person, or it can ratchet up the, uh, the extra show-off, or it can... Yeah, it can... Many, num any, any, any number of strategies, really, but... Um, yeah, so that, that I wanted to draw that connection in this, this episode just to sort of share what it's like for me. Maybe it's like that for you too. Um, and I guess there's the, the logical place to go now with the, the conversation is like, where, where do you go when all this starts happening? Well, for me in the past, um, withdrawal seems to be the, 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 the thing that helps. So going away and regulating and soothing and just calming and getting away and getting away from whatever is uh, is activating you. Uh, I've been in the past like just stuck it out because you can't go away. You can't escape from the situation. You think you ought to stay. And people pick up on a bad vibe, so that's not always helpful. So just have a, some time alone to sort of soothe and calm yourself is always nice. Um, kind, small acts of kindness, you know, that, that helped me as well, having a bit of chocolate or a treat or whatever, or a little read of your favourite sci-fi book and whatnot. But yeah, I didn't want to go too much into solutions and strategies, but um, that's certainly something that, that helped me. But um, I think the main help was yesterday having a really slow, gentle Monday. Um, I think if you're a committed doer, you like to be productive and get on in life, which I'd probably identify with. Um, there's a tendency to expect um, expect quite a lot of yourself. You know, when, when I mentioned what I was doing this weekend, a couple of people said, oh, that's brave, you know, new bunch of people, new place, going down there all that way to hang out with, you know, people you don't know very well and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I know. Well, I didn't say, yeah, no, because I didn't take, I didn't see the bravery. And I was like, well, it kind of makes sense. You know, it's, it's good fun. I love doing that. I love going on adventures. I love meeting new people. Of course I'm going to do that. But still a human being with a nervous system. And that can still feel the, fra the, the strain. It, it will notice these new people. It will notice the new situation. It will notice the... The social anxieties and stresses that that are triggered by the, that sort of thing, change of environment and change of social dynamic and even the, the, the lack of security in a tent and comfort, you know, no showers and no running water, this kind of stuff, that's also quite threatening uh, at some level. 
and that can all strain the strain the um, the, the nervous system. And obviously, I was going through that as well. But I didn't see it as bravery. I didn't see it as anything. Like I, I kind of have these kind of super high, superhuman expectations of myself, which put extra strain on it. So rather than um, in the past, I'd have just got on with it. You know, dusted my hands off and gone, yeah, that was pretty rough at points. But anyway, onwards and upwards, as a, <laughs> which is the kind of thing that's probably been. Uh, drilled into me since I was little but I took Monday just to kind of be with it all and to just regulate and to, to find myself just feeling a bit more grounded so gently kind of processing what came up I did some audio blogging which is just is a way of journaling out loud really rather than writing it down uh, processing that um, being kind to myself doing nice things um, I had a bit of exercise just to run it all out, that kind of thing. So there's like a bunch of stuff you can do to... It's just anything other than just jumping straight back into it and getting on with it and forcing yourself to kind of... to cope. And taking it for granted that you can... that you can uh, tolerate um, the kind of stresses and strains of everyday life. Because um, I've noticed that... I can for a short while, but it just shows up as bodily pain, exhaustion and fatigue, low mood. It'll come out in some other way, so hopefully by spending Monday just processing everything, all the feels, um, I'll get away with this one. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So there we go. I hope that came across as okay, because I'm a bit nervous that this is quite personal stuff sharing the whole loneliness connection thing um but it's all sort of gluing together in some strange way and it really helps me to share this with other people knowing that maybe you can relate you know maybe you've had similar experiences of high expectations of yourself and not taking time to to process everything and you know maybe it's just as simple as you've also got a really uh, st stringent is that the word really harsh inner judge and maybe you've got an inner child too. Or at least you've just got more than one part within you and they've both got different needs and wants and motivations and they're acting in tension. And you can almost feel it pulling you either side. It was like there was a rope inside my head playing a tug of war. And this friction and the tautness and the heat inside my head at some points was, yeah, just quite a... Oh, did a little uh, emotive sigh then. That was nice. Something just came out in saying that. Um, yeah, it can can get the better of your your head, and uh, yeah, when you when all that noise is going on in there, it makes it very difficult to do the things that you need to help you feel better and find some peace with the, those inner tensions. Um, yeah, I think that's it for now. I shall bid you farewell, and as always, invite you to share your experiences. It's always lovely. When this kind of stuff lands. I'm on Instagram at Chris Kenworthy or same on LinkedIn. Or if you want to drop me an email, I'm at Chris at ChrisKenworthy.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye.